Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome to Permission to Think. I'm Edvin Rustrian, and I'm glad you're joining me today. To all my beautiful people who have tuned in to Permission to Think, I want to say thank you. I hope I added value to your life, and may the words shared on this platform encourage you to think and draw closer to our Heavenly Father. Thank you for making our time together so special. If you would like to learn more about this podcast and all our upcoming events, please visit my website, eurestrian.com, where you will find all of our social media platforms, blogs for each weekly podcast, latest updates, and resources to help you in your journey of life, faith, and family. Don't forget to order your copy of my latest book, Letters to My Girls. I know it will bless you and your family greatly. And now... Let's give ourselves permission to think. Our topic for today is from failure to wisdom. Let's start today with a quote from Seneca who wrote, Wisdom is a right understanding, a faculty of discerning good from evil, what is to be chosen and what rejected, a judgment grounded upon the value of things and not the common opinion of them an equality of force, and a strength of resolution. So let's begin with a few questions. Number one, what has been your greatest failure? Number two, how did you respond? Number three, who did it impact the most? Number four, how long did the impact of the failure last? Number five, What did you learn? And number six, can you help others by passing on your personal experience? I stand here today as a fallible human being. One who has made many blunders, mistakes, and experienced many failures. Great ones, to say the least. I'm by no means a perfect person or even close to it. But if there's one thing I have learned throughout my entire life is when it comes to failure, get up, try it again, learn and grow. So I'll share with you some of the things that I failed at to just give you some perspective uh, over a period of my life. I failed at school when I dropped out of high school. I failed at finances early in my marriage. I failed miserably at past dating relationships when I was dating um it was horrible for me um I failed at starting a business Uh, I failed at friendships I failed at leadership I failed at parenting I failed in compromising integrity I failed in ministry I failed in my attitude I failed at learning from my mistakes I failed at capitalizing from my failures and shortcomings. And the truth is that, yes, I can go on and on and telling you the many things that I failed in. So you might be asking, so why in the world am I doing this podcast and speaking if I fail so many times? Perhaps I'm an expert at failing, or maybe just maybe I'll learn to get up. However, in the process of getting up, I have learned some valuable lessons that I hope I can help you in your journey to success, but more importantly, to wisdom. 
So today I want to share with you five things I learned from failure. Henry Ford said, failure is the opportunity to begin again more intelligently. So number one in the process of the five things that I learned from failure, number one comes with three different sections. Evaluate your failure. And in evaluate your failure, A would be what happened. You must acknowledge the reality of the problem. Don't ignore it or deny that it actually happened. It makes matters worse and it does not provide a way forward. It becomes an excuse and an alibi to deny yourself an opportunity to learn, grow, and succeed. So part of evaluating your failure is A, acknowledge the reality of the problem. What happened? B, how did it happen? How did your thinking, your habits, your thoughts, your behavior, and actions lead to failure? Quite often we flirt with temptation and blur the lines, deceiving ourselves to think we are in complete control of the situation and emotions. When we fail, we must look closely at what previously led to it. Don't turn a blind eye to this. Quite often you will get a greater picture of how you were feeling, how you were thinking, and then you begin to see a habitual pattern, something that continuously you, you, you begin to uh, look closely at. Okay, every time this happens, I notice that this is the outcome. So you go in addressing the, the, the cause and effect, the trigger that's leading you to the, to the behavior, and then it brings forth this consequence, right? So the first point to evaluate your failure, A, acknowledge what happened, two, Look closely at how did it happen and see why did it happen. Identify your blind spots, areas of weakness and vulnerability. This is very critical when we want to really put a lot of focus into learning from our failures and setbacks. Think critically of what makes you stumble and hinders your path with repeated mistakes. Do a deep analysis of your soul, mind, heart, and motive. When you begin this journey of unearthing the deep layers of your heart, you will begin to see a pattern of habitual sabotage behavior that leads you down the same miserable road of failure and rejection. Please, I'm asking you to really look at why things happen the way that they do. And one more key important detail that I don't want to leave out uh, out of the evaluating your failure. Once you have confronted and dealt with your failure, and if you ask for forgiveness and learn from it, let no one hold it over your head. A person who keeps holding you hostage of your failures and shortcomings must be dealt with accordingly with love and respect, but they must be dealt with. Don't let this just go over your head, okay? Just just think for a moment. Many times when we fumble or when we make a mistake, the very people who should be close to us are the very people who can empathize in our humanity, in our frailties, not to excuse the failure, but to help us get up. And someone who keeps highlighting your past, someone who keeps highlighting, well, you know, like I think about what if my wife would have said, well, you know, uh, 10 years ago, you really put us in a financial hole. I'm never going to let that go. Don't make this mistake. You can't make decisions on finances anymore because you have a historical bad track record of just messing your finances, right? 
thank God that my wife has never done that. Well, she's always been an encourager to say, okay, let's evaluate, let's think, and let's move forward. So for me, I've never in my 21 years of marriage have ever heard my wife ever hold me on something that I failed before. She's acknowledged it. And a lot of the decisions that we make, and we agree this to earlier in our marriage, has always been when we make a decision, and if that decision doesn't go well, well, we're going to take responsibility and we're not going to play the blame game. Uh, well, you know, this didn't work out, so it was your fault because you're the one who wanted this. We, no, we don't play that game. We, we pray through things. We, we look at to try to make an informed decision. And if it turns out to be like a really wonderful decision, we enjoy and reap the benefits of it. But if it turns out to be a bad decision and things go south, then we begin to evaluate this together, but never blaming or holding that against each other. It is destructive. It is divisive and it can ruin your marriage and your relationships and friendships that you have. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. A person who keeps holding on to your failures and shortcomings must be dealt with accordingly with love and respect, but they must be dealt with. Okay. All right. So that was number one evaluate your failure. What happened? How did it happen? And see why did it happen? Um, there, there is a quote that uh, Michael, from Michael Jordan that he says, uh, I've missed over 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost over 300 games. 26 times I have been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed in my life over and over. That's why I succeed. And to this day, Michael Jordan is still considered one of the greatest basketball players to ever play the game. There's another beautiful quote from R. Harvard that says, Mental pain is less dramatic than physical pain, but it is more common and also more hard to bear. The frequent attempt to conceal mental pain increases the burden. It is easier to say my tooth is aching than to say my heart is broken. Yet if the cause is accepted and faced, the conflict will strengthen and purify the character. And in time, the pain will usually pass. Sometimes, however, it persists and the effect is devastating. If the cause is not faced or not recognized, it produces the dreary state of the chronic neurotic. But some, by heroism, overcome even chronic mental pain they often produce brilliant work strengthened hardened and sharpened their character till they become like tempered steel that is such a beautiful statement and it's to say you you address the 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 the, the situation you face it forward but in the process of that it sharpens your character till it becomes like tempered steel and this has been so true in my life when I look back on my shortcomings and failures. It's what I've been able to do after that matters. And quite often people just focus on that particular moment. Not acknowledging is like, what am I going to become from this? Okay. Very, very important to just wanted to add that in there as well. Number two. In how to, um, the five things that I learned from failure. Number two is 
acknowledge the emotions and or feelings that come with failure, right? We must acknowledge how we're feeling at a particular moment and the feelings that we experience in the process. John Maxwell uh, wrote this, if you want to gain the benefits from your losses and mistakes, don't allow them to take you captive emotionally. That is so beautifully stated. Let me say that again so that you really hear this. If you want to gain the benefits from your losses and mistakes, don't allow them to take you captive emotionally. Some feelings or emotions that come as a result of failure are rejection, guilt, anger, remorse, defeat, frustration, regret, and self-loathing. So it is imperative that you acknowledge the emotions that come with failure. You must give yourself permission to feel, experience, and work through those emotions. Something tragic happened. Something traumatic took place in your life. And the feelings you are experiencing are the result of it. And we have a tendency of putting too much emphasis on feelings. But if we stay there, we remain captive to those feelings and that doesn't allow us to move forward. However, after you go through the emotional process, come to terms with reality, which is something that we spoke about earlier. Scott Peck says, emotional sickness is avoiding reality at any cost. Emotional health is facing reality at all costs. What is the reality of the situation? We go back again to that first point, right? Evaluating your failure. So we must look at what happened, give ourselves the permission to feel all those feelings, negative feelings that we come from it, but we don't stay there. The reality is that time will allow us to replan, regroup, rethink, relearn, and be able to do this analysis to move forward. Remember that these emotions are important for they remind us that we are human, we're fallible, flawed, and in many ways fallen creatures in need of a second chance. Give yourself that second chance. Don't stay defeated. Don't accept that defeated mindset. David Ireland Ireland wrote, failure gets you in trouble, but Pride keeps you there, okay? Pride keeps you there. I will even add that pride kills anything and everything that's good. Pride kills hope. Pride kills kindness. Pride kills forgiving, love, and grace. It inhibits learning and growth and maturity. Pride must be dealt with immediately. Otherwise, it festers in the heart turning our heart cold and ultimately experiences of psychosclerosis, which is hardening and, and a hardened attitude, a hardened of a heart that we all of a sudden start looking at life as so destructive and that nothing we ever do will actually help us move forward. This, my dear and beautiful people, is a lie. Okay, to think that whatever you just experienced in your failure or in your life, that is permanent. It isn't. It's not permanent, which this leads me now to number three, okay? Number three is understanding that failure is only a snapshot of your entire life. It's just this small little piece, this little segment of your life, right? 
in the process of facing reality and seeing failure as a snapshot, evaluate and consider how you are going to course correct. Develop a detailed plan, clear and concise to move forward. What strategies are you going to employ and who is going to help you in your healing process? This can also tie into what I was saying earlier in point one, that many times when we make a mistake, depending on how bad it was or how tragic it was, that there are people who are always going to try to hold it over our heads. And I told you that we must confront those very people with love and respect. But you also must seek people who are going to help you in your healing process. And you cannot just go to anyone that may have the best interest at hand for you, but have never experienced failure or do not have a, a healthy view of failure. Because sometimes when you surround with people who are negative, some people who uh, you, you align yourself who are destructive and see this have this pessimistic view of the world, they have a tendency of adding and contributing that to your life. You, you don't want that. You want people who are going to speak into your life and say, you know what, I've been there. I know what that feels like, but you know what, I'm, let me tell you about the next step, and this is what I did, and this is how I was able to overcome this and look at failure as a bridge to wisdom, as a bridge to help others, as a bridge to become my, the greatest person that I know that I can become. You are not meant to do it alone. You need quality people who know what it means to fail and have your best interests at hand. William Mayo said, Lord, deliver me from the man who never makes mistakes and also from the man who makes the same mistake twice. As I mentioned before, I have made a ton of mistakes and of the hardest things I had to overcome was the thought that the mistake would last forever. Yes, that was one of the hardest thing I had to overcome, the thought that the mistake would last forever. And mistakes do not last forever if we have an attitude of learning, growth, and opportunity, which leads us to wisdom. I thought that when I made these hardships and, and experienced these hardships and I had these terrible uh, experiences that I was doomed, that it was unbearable. I remember one day... Um, Going to the supermarket, just to give you a quick little story. I remember going there and filling up the shopping cart uh, to the top and getting to the register and paying with my credit card. Only to be told that by the cashier that my card was declined. I told the cashier to run it again. And she did it again and it was declined. Run it again. And again, it was declined. And you have this... I had this look on my face like, no, 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 it's, 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 it's not me. Like, I'm good. I'm good. It's, there's something wrong with your system. There's something wrong with your computer system. And just run it again and again and again. And then all of a sudden I began to realize by those words, it's declined. It's declined. It's declined. I couldn't go into my debit card because there was no money there to cover the bill. And I faced at that very moment the humiliation that after the cashier rang all my items, everything had to be put back, and I went home empty-handed to a hungry child and a wife. That day, I sat on the sofa and wept. Wept in shame and humiliation. 
But that very same day began a long, arduous process, a journey to evaluate how in the world did I get to that point. And I went through the process of blaming myself for a very long time on everything that I did wrong and how I failed my family, how I failed my daughters, and how I failed myself in not seeing this. However, later on, okay, I was able to see and learned that the very experience became my inducing incident that became the catalyst for taking responsibility, turning my life around, and now seeing it as only a snapshot of a small period of time in my life. G.K. Chesterton said, how we think when we lose determines how long it will be until we win. Let me say that again. How we think when we lose determines how long it will be until we win. Your failure, my dear friend, is but a mere snapshot. It's not the final statement for your life. I was able to get up, and this happened, although this experience for me happened many, many years ago. I look back now and seeing it as my inducing incident that led me like a catalyst, like a turning point to shift my paradigm and where I want, where my life was heading and take responsibility and say, you know what? I'm going to respond to this failure a little differently. I'm going to get up. I'm going to work on myself I'm going to take responsibility because it's not the credit card company's fault. It's not anyone else's fault but my own. And these lessons in life are really difficult to learn, but they are important. I took control of my finances. I learned to live on a written plan. I learned to budget, and I learned never to use a credit card. And nowadays, I have every. if I can't pay for it cash, I'm not buying it whether it's to save for a car, whether it's to save for a vacation, because that experience became the, the catalyst for me reevaluating everything in my life. So remember, understand that failure is only a snapshot of your entire life. Number four, thing, fourth thing that I learned from failures is what did you learn? What did I learn? Our failures serve as reminders of what not to do rather than never do. Just because you had a failure perhaps in in a business endeavor doesn't mean that you don't try another business endeavor. And that's the thing that paralyzes people. Many times they think, well, you know, I failed at this, so I'm not going to try it again. But what's the point? I'm only going to fail again. And it it just puts people in a halt and and they they don't move forward past that. Okay, so a failure service, a reminder of what not to do rather than never do. Time and time again, I ask myself the same question. What did I learn from this experience? Did I grow? Did I change? Did I evolve? Who is the setback or failure going to help later? Emerson wrote, for everything we gain, we lose something. For everything we gain, we lose something. Perhaps it is... The nest is perhaps it's necessary to stop here and take a moment to clarify something. There is a fine line between making a mistake or experiencing failure because you are seeking new challenges. 
ideas, innovation, progress, or a creative path than the pure ignorance of laziness, poor discipline, and lack of self-control or lack of judgment. When people are creating a new product line, when people are developing something new, they're going to fail. They're going to try things that they're going to fail. But if you're just being careless, if you're not putting focus and attention to your life, to your relationships, to the things that have been entrusted in your your life, and you fail because you have been lazy and not dedicated into the work that's been entrusted in you, then you have to own that part too. And that's where your greatest learn can come from. You must learn and sit down and say, wait a minute, this is on me. This is not nobody else, right? So we have to differentiate that fine line from the things that, mistakes that happen because you're working towards something as opposed to the experiences of failure because you were neglectful, okay? If you keep making the same mistake, you must stop right now and take control and responsibility. Stop the madness and chaos in your life. Learn, grow, and fight for your future, and your family's future. Number five out of the five things that I learned from failure, learn to forgive yourself. Let go and move forward. After all, what's the alternative? Learn to forgive yourself, let go and move forward. I come back to the same thing that I spoke in, 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 in number one. A person who keeps holding on to your failures and shortcomings must be dealt with accordingly with love and respect, but they must be dealt with. You must have courage to begin to address all the people who still accuse you and hold it against you, and that includes yourself, my friend. That includes yourself to stop living in this guilt and this resentment towards yourself and this regret, you can't change the past. You can't go back and make everything right as much as you would like to. And I, and I feel so compelled at this very moment that somebody who may listen to this, you need to know to err is human. We make mistakes. We're going to fail. But in the process of getting up, you must learn to forgive yourself you must learn to pick yourself up and now allow people to have it and hold it over your head. This is so damning to our lives because we, it never allows us to move forward. Carrying the weight of past mistakes will prevent you from seeing the beauty in your human nature. Forgiving yourself and learning from the very things that broke your heart and saddened your spirit is necessary to experience the greatest joys those failures will bring. One of the principles we learn from failure is that it leads us to maturity. These are the very lessons we learn from those terrifying experiences. One of the things I love about the Bible is that it never hides the shortcomings of its heroes. In your opinion, I want you to think about this. Since we go into this topic of the Bible, right? If you know anything about the Bible. In your opinion, who do you think experience the greatest failure in the Bible. Take a moment. Think about that. Because we can think of so many characters, but there's probably for for a lot of people who come and say, well, you know, it was probably Peter who denied Jesus three times. I mean, he walked with Jesus. That had to be the greatest failure. Let me ask you a question. Was that the end for him or the denial was just a snapshot 
in the eternity of the man who we became. Let me give you some others. I'm just going to name a few here, some characters from the Bible. Okay? Um, let's start with Eve. Let's start with Adam. Cain, when he murdered his brother. Noah, after building the ark. Abraham, lying about Sarah being his sister. Isaac. Jacob. We all know what Jacob was. He was a hot mess. Esau. Joseph. Moses. Miriam, which was Moses' sister. Aaron, which was Moses' brother. Israel's first king, Saul. What about David, who we all admire and say perhaps was the greatest king in, in, in Israel's history? Yes, he failed miserably on so many things. On parenting, he failed. As a husband, he failed. But he knew how to get up. He knew who to go to in his most vulnerable moment. Elijah, Judas, Peter. My friends, the list goes on and on. Through their failures, some of them, a lot of them, matured and learned to seek God's wisdom. What is your greatest failure? What are you going to do about it? Again, the five things I learned from failure, evaluate your failure. What happened? How did it happen? Why did it happen? Number two, acknowledge the emotions and or feelings that come with the failure. Number three, Understand that failure is only a snapshot of your entire life. Number four, what did you learn from your failure? And number five, learn to forgive yourself. Let go and move forward. My friend, life is difficult. And many times we have to make some really tough decisions. In the moments where we feel so vulnerable and in the moments that we make a blunder it is imperative that if you made a mistake and even if you had a moral failing or even if you drove your family to bankruptcy or even if you feel that you failed God so many times and this is why I'm a person of faith this is why I believe that it is in God and it is in Christ that we find forgiveness it is in, in, in God that we find a second, third, and fourth chance to get it right. All of the men and women in the Bible who failed, it was only to highlight that it was only but for that moment. But they were restored. They were made whole. And yes, maybe Peter can be accounted as the, one of the top five of the men in the Bible who failed. But he was responsible to carry the message of Christ throughout. And God used them greatly. Your failure is not your end. It doesn't end there. It's only the beginning. Get up. Don't stay down. Get up. As someone who loves you and believes in you. Get up. You have a lot of great work in front of you. Get up. There are people who need to hear your story. 
Get up because it's not the final and last round of your life. Get up because you are beautifully and wonderfully made. Get up because someone loves you. Get up because someone believes in you. Get up because you have great people to still lead. My friend, as you know, we always end the podcast with a quote of the day. And our quote of the day comes from Dennis Waitley, who says, Mistakes are painful when they happen. But years later, a collection of mistakes is what is called experience. My beautiful people, I love you. I pray for everyone who listens. If you fail today, get back up. There's always someone praying for you. Never compromise. Integrity for comfort. Stay strong, my friends.